to episode number 78 of the Nintendo Jump Podcast. We are a weekly discussion podcast created for Nintendo gamers by Nintendo gamers. It's a week of December 15th. My name is Kevin, and today I'm joined by my awesome friend, y'all know him as Lieutenant Surge. It's Sergio. How you doing, man? Hey, Kevin. I'm doing pretty awesome. What about yourself? You know what? I'm doing awesome, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, normally, we would have our other awesome host, Daryl, <laughs> but unfortunately, due to prior engagements, uh, or to a prior engagement, he cannot make it today, so we will fill in for him. Uh, we'll do our best. No guarantees, but, you know, we'll go to do it today. You know, Kevin Serge, <laughs> you know, Sergio. ALB 64 and wave so here we go oh man <laughs> yeah okay so then, you, you know uh, I know we, we said we wouldn't discuss it on the podcast but I, I kind of want to let the listeners know what's going on so you know we were talking to Daryl and, and he said you know I, I really didn't like Pokemon Sword and we kind of mm. told him well have you tried Pokemon Shield and he said <laughs> you know what no I have not maybe I will and actually that's what he's doing right now he's Binging through Pokemon Shield, he's gonna do a re-review of the game because he's really liking it this time, surprisingly. So <laughs> look nice. forward to that. This is all fact and true. Yeah, he he totally loves Pokemon. I mean, just <laughs> like I mean, y'all know from last week, he has he gave it a high rating to me. So I mean, that's that's he's a bigger Pokemon <laughs> fan than me. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just gotta pick the right version of the two, and it yeah, completely right. changes the experience. That's right, you know. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> take a break. No, I'm not gonna take a break. <laughs> you know, this is, yeah, so, Daryl, if you're listening, we love you, and we're glad that you love Pokemon Shield. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> nah, anyway, so, uh, jokes aside, uh, you know, we. So we got a bunch of topics to talk about today, and man, got a list. Sergio, you ready? Yeah, ready. All what right, are we talking so... about today, Kevin? <laughs> oh, there we go. Okay. All right. Thanks for filling in. So we're going to talk about a game that I didn't think I was going to play, and I started playing since, you know, a few days ago, so we'll talk about it in a little bit, and we're going to talk about soccer games. So... The game that I'm going to talk about in a little bit, it might be related to soccer. <laughs> uh, we're also going to talk about what we wish Nintendo would learn from Sony and Microsoft. So, mm. Sounds spicy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, Sergio's going to take Microsoft. I'm going to take Sony. So it's going to leave it at that. We're also going to talk about games that we played and cherished over the years during the Christmas time. Because as you know... Christmas is a coming. It's next week. I'm stoked. Sergio, I know you're stoked. Daryl, yep. obviously stoked. <laughs> and his wife, Becca, and just everybody about Christmas, man. I mean, okay. And then the last thing we're going to do, we're going to talk about backlog busting because we always have a bunch of games that are just in our backlogs and we just don't know how we're going to tackle them. But we'll try to talk about it in great detail today. So, that being said, uh, you know, Sergio, I know you love soccer. I do too. And <laughs> there's a lot of times where I want to be my own manager. And I played, you know, one of the games in the series before 
But then in the previous ep- or a previous episode, I said I'm never gonna play a series ever again because it was 60 <laughs> hours a waste of my time. Yeah, but exactly. <laughs> y- you know what? I ah, it's weird because you know I, for some reason, you know after I got back from Japan, I wanted to get more into the J League. And even though this game does not contain the J League, which is a domestic <laughs> soccer league in Japan, uh, I bought it on the eShop, and the game is. Football Manager 2020 Touch. <laughs> nice. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So it, it is nice so far. So for those who don't know, Football Manager 2020 is a football management simulation video game uh, developed by Sports Interactive uh, So and published by Sega. Thing is, though, we're talking about international football. I'm not talking about American football. Now, I do know that we do have a lot of American football fans, especially in our Discord community, but... We're going to talk about the <laughs> the good football. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> We're going to no, talk no, about I'm kidding. It, I guess no. it's it's the most famous, let's say that. <laughs> so so good. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was going to say real football, but you, I think you said it better. <laughs> no, no, as to what Sergio said is a different kind of football. We shout out to football. Whatever football you play, yeah, <laughs> you know. Okay, so it's a simulation video game, and you know it's cross-platform. And I happen to get on the Switch, and then you know oh. I just I really want to get back into some sort of football type of game. You know, I thought about FIFA 2020, but I'm like, well, I don't know. I ah, uh, I I just didn't want to get back into it. In, in, in a fashion where, you know, I'll be playing competitively, like, all the time. I mean, it, I had a moment mm. back in FIFA 11 where I did that, but I wanted to be more of a manager, you know, being able to get my team, you know, promoted after, you know, year after year, ideally. But, uh, Sergio, have you played Football Manager before? No, I have not. Um, my, my experience with soccer games has been limited to FIFA. I believe I played a couple of the international soccer games, Mm-hmm. Way back though, it, it's definitely been mostly FIFA. But I'm very curious, actually. For example, in the in the football manager games, so you don't actually control any of the players, or or do you, or are you able to? In the live match, you cannot control any of your players. The mm. only thing you can control during a match are the tactics, the substitutions, um, and that's pretty much it. Oh, and you can pause the game too if you have to do a restroom break. <laughs> so that's pretty much it. Uh, but yeah, because the scope of the game goes into the behind the scenes, you know, mm. be- before and after the games, you know, p- strategizing, planning, scouting, you know, just doing all the little things that you would as a football manager um, or football manager slash scout slash <laughs> uh caretaker slash whatever like there's you, you do the yeah. other roles you're a non-player basically but you're still very important and now i have to say right off the bat i did mention touch in the title of the game now football manager 2020 touch is like football manager 2020 but the difference is that there it's a bit more simplistic version of football manager 2020 mm. but you still have a good number of features that you can do within the game such as scouting players you can uh, take them on loan, incorporate some of your your you know other head coaches and staff to help train other players. Now, 
when I say that you don't actually get to see the UI, you don't get to see the UI or like the visualizations of like players actually training. It's just mm -hmm. on the in, in a different UI where you just see a bunch of words and like just stuff like oh you know so and so had a very good train today. Uh, he improved his you know free kicks or stuff like that. So it's it's a lot of words. It's very pretty much like a simulation game. Right. And right. Now for for those who are looking for more of an action football game, it may seem very monotonous and like, oh, why would you slave your time going through just being the manager? And I, and I can say, well, that's the fun of it, though, because you get to control the other aspects besides actually playing the, the live matches. And there's just a lot of things you can do, a lot of variables, you know, the tactics, you know, whether you go 4-4-2 or 4-3-2 one mm -hmm. if that's even used anymore or like a <laughs> or a four three three uh it, there's a lot of formations that you can employ and different head coaches you can hire and staff and and then you actually have you know very brief i guess sort of conversations with you know the the board directors or do they call it board directors board governors either one and just oh wow uh, you know, just let you know how to cook, like what, how you're doing, any criticism that you may have uh, to take in and consider. So it's a pretty involved game, even for the touch version. So, because uh, in the regular version, given my experience from Football Manager 2011, you can actually have you know actual dialogue with the players uh, in, in greater detail. But mm. like in touch, it's a lot more simplistic. Um, I would say in between. Matches like like league matches, I would probably spend maybe five to ten minutes just you know going through usual daily grind of checking on my players, you know checking on people that I've been scouting, negotiating for contracts, and just a lot of things that will help bolster our squad and be the very best that never was. Shout out to Pokemon. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, now so for this game. I, I took a different route. Normally, I would probably play maybe a second division team or a third division team in in the England football system, mm. or maybe in a different country like Scotland or Italy, what have you. But I decided to do something I haven't done before. I've never done before. I chose a fifth division team. Uh, so I'm going to just step back a little bit. For those who don't know, in England, they have different tiers so different divisions in English football. I think there's at least 18. Uh, oh, wow. You know, the 18th tier most likely is, um, and I, it could, excuse me, it, I could be wrong, it may, maybe 15 or 18, but it's like the, you know, like the recreational leagues um, that right. are just local within right. the communities. Um, and then as you keep going higher and higher, you get to more of the, what do you call, conference national. Uh, that's the fifth division. And then from fourth to first. Uh, so for... The fourth division, that's where you start getting to the uh, the, the league, the football league, because mm -hmm. the first four tiers are the football league. So fourth division is um, League Two. Third division is League One. And the second division is the N-Power Championship. And then the first division is what a lot of people are familiar with, the Premier League, the, the Barclays mm -hmm. Premier League. Um, and so you all have to understand that the English football system has been in existence since like the 1800s, like I would say 1870-ish. So it's been around for a long time. I mean, uh, 
starting from you know you have clubs like Knott's County, which I think they're in fifth division. I could be wrong. Don't get mad at me if I get that wrong. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and and another team which I cheer for uh it used to be called Woolwich Arsenal, mm. or today they call them Arsenal Football Club or Arsenal FC. Yeah, uh, so there, there's a lot of history with with football, and you know, for people who want their football manager fix, football manager is the way to go. Yeah, uh, or the game, and yeah, I started with a, a fifth division team called Harrogate Town. I don't know why I chose them, besides the fact <laughs> that you know they look cool and uh, they've never been beyond. And it could be correct me if I'm wrong. They've never gone beyond the fifth division. Mm, um, mm. They they have not gone to the uh, football league uh, tier. And just, I want to be very specific because there's like difference between uh, league and non-league. Um, right, right. And yeah, so it, it's a pretty cool team. I mean, but off the bat, I got hit with one of my players got injured. And I'm like, oh goodness. Oh, well, I have, to, <laughs> I have to wait for like you know a few months. And then after like a couple months prognosis of that player hadn't gotten better i'm like mm, this is a bit more realistic than i thought <laughs> so i was like okay well yeah but it was really fun it still is getting to uh go through all the settings and just configuring like the formations and you know for me like since i haven't played football manager games in a long time uh i decided to go to this route where i would have you know different parts of the staff handle some of the day-to-day things that i may not have a lot of time for mm. such as uh training the players or you know you know actually configuring the training and the men you can actually mention your players too <clears throat> which is pretty cool you can uh tr- you can train them to you know become better you know attackers or defenders and stuff like that so it's it's very comprehensive uh as the touch version so um yeah i mean if if you're big on simulation games and you want to see what you can do as a manager in real life, as close to, as close to as you can, football manager is the way to go. Um, I mean, it's like I said before, it may come. It's not the most action-packed, but you, you get to see your players do things uh, that <laughs> that you <laughs> would not do. Nothing is possible. <laughs> I, I think it's not like an action-packed game, but it really is like you know you watch because every time you go through the matches and you you actually because you actually watch you know the match right, right. as if you're on mm-hmm. tv and you can go from like highlights to extended highlights to like the full match which i'm not going to do because that's like 90 minutes uh so i just do <laughs> highlights in general and basically you you just watch you know different highlights and then like i just get excited when they're about to take a free kick or they, they get in a header or like just there's one goal was so cool like uh one of my players like he passed the ball from like around the mid like the midpoint of the of the pitch mm-hmm. and then he he passed it. It was a long pass to another guy on the wing, and then the guy from the wing crossed it over to another guy close to the penny box, and then the guy in the penalty box he stepped back a little bit, and then he passed another guy, just I believe like five yards outside the penalty box, and then the guy just like he he kicked this like beautiful this beautiful thing, and then just he kicked the ball, <laughs> and it just like boom goes into the the upper left corner of the net. I'm like, whoa, nice. this is crazy. And then I didn't want to scream too loud because like my housemates like me. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh man. And then we won the game and it was against the the first place team in division. I'm like, oh, yes. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, okay, this is amazing. So now obviously you're not going to get those moments all the time. There's going to be some disappointments, but that's all about 
it's all part of being a football manager. Uh, mm. There was one time where one of my players, he tackled somebody in our penalty box, got a red card, and he actually, actually at the end of the game, we lost, and he got uh, penalized and disappointed for a half week, week's worth of wages. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Oh, he, he he's got to learn his lesson, man. And then he, <laughs> and then you see in text like, oh, like he uh, is understanding about it, and he will take his punishment. And so it's very like it's very involved, <laughs> and like thus simulation games. So uh, things like that. Uh, so Sergio, with all this being said, what do you think? Like, is this something that you would play or try to get into? If there were a demo, would you play a demo of it? Like, what do you think? Yeah, definitely, because. So, you know, for people like me that that you do like a sport, whether it be soccer or whatever sport you like, and you, you, you do know about the things that go on behind the scenes, but honestly, who isn't guilty of kind of forgetting about it, right? And you just focus right. on the, the game every other every week or every other week, whenever it is, you just want to watch the games and see how things are. And you always think, you know, oh, well, the manager should have done this or this player should have played instead of this one or they should have hired someone from this country or this other player. You know, we, we get we get into it and we, we start making or wanting to make those decisions, right? So mm-hmm. I feel like uh, this type of football manager games are like a step up from something like FIFA where you just play the game and you enjoy it for what it is. But if you're really into a specific sport, this this sounds like a really cool like step up from just playing the game, you know, you because we know about those things that go behind the scenes. Maybe it's time to give them a try, like you said. I really like that. Really like what you said, because there is a notion of empathy that you can uh to have for managers in in today's world who have to face the behind the scenes stuff and just yeah or like just the things that you don't know behind the scenes and and all the criticism and and like the decisions that are made like each and every day and it's it it it, it makes you feel empowered to uh you know make those all your those decisions uh in the game and be able to say oh okay well if I do this, maybe this might happen. And oh, okay, I can see why you know this may not pan out as well because I use this tactic or whatever. Like it, I think there's a level of empathy that you can learn from playing football manager that will just make you love the game even more, the game of football in general. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a great point you made. And yeah, I I highly encourage anyone who has an interest in football who wants to be able to, you know. Shout out to behind the scenes. We keep saying that, but it really is behind the scenes. There's a lot of stuff that goes into the the plans of 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 every match, and you know, it, it's 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 awesome. And now there's gonna be a bit of time invested into this. You know, you there's no ending in Football Manager. You either you finish a season, you see if you can get promoted to another to the next division, or you get demoted, and then you have to figure out, okay, how do I get back yeah. to the division that I used to be at. So, you know, and I I know that may sound foreign to a lot of y'all in the States. Uh, personally for me, it, it it is a little interesting because in the United States, we don't really have a relegation system like in the NBA or MLS or, you know, NFL, uh, you know, like MLB. We don't have, or NHL, we don't have that relegation system. And a lot of it is just like, you know, one tier, you know, playoffs, boom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in other countries like England, Italy, Scotland, 
uh, Germany, on, on, and on. I mean, there you have different divisions, different tiers, and you know, it's it's interesting because um, there's some really big hardcore fans, even in second division teams. You know, I was watching a video not too long ago about from Coppa Ninety. Shout out to Coppa Ninety. It's like awesome YouTube video that talks about the derbies of like different teams in the Bundesliga, the second Bundesliga, which mm. is the second division in Germany. And you know, they they talk about how um, these these two teams. Uh, Hertha BSC and Union uh, Berlin, like they they fought against each other in like uh, the first division. But then before, you know, they were in second division, and even when they were in the second division, uh, they were they had so have all these fans just backing them up and just bleeding with their team, their club. Uh, they call it club, and I should do that too, actually. So they they bleed with their club and the fandom, the ultras, which is like you know. And correct me if I'm wrong. Ultras is a like the fan group, like the like just the fan base of that right. team. Yeah, okay, yeah. right. <laughs> so you have these different ultras that just love their team and support them no matter what, whether they win or lose. Like that is the essence, the spirit of, of football. And uh, and I can get more into it, but you know the point is that it's it's incredible to to, to know like there are just so many fans of the game, no matter which division. Uh, it. It, it just goes beyond the money. It goes beyond television. Like there's just so many factors involved. So, um, Sergio, I know you're a big fan of uh, the one. There's one particular team, right? Is it uh, Club America? Is that the yes? One? That's exactly yes. it from the Mexican league. Yes, and you know, as a as a huge fan of that team, at that club, you know, going from you know the wins and losses, like how do you feel as a as a fan? You know, are you like a Ryan Die? Do you have you gone to their games in real life? Like what is your experience like as a as a fan of Club America? Yeah, I, I have definitely I've seen them a couple of times. Um it's been pretty mixed uh with the wins, losses or draws whenever I go see them, but it's 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 a really cool feeling to be part of a um, a follower of a of a soccer team or or any sports teams really because you know when you meet people and you you have this connection with them already from the get go like if they like the same team that's pretty cool if they liked your rival team you kind of have something to to bicker about you know to be yeah. to be competitive about and that's pretty cool so it's it's just cool to find fans of the sport that you like but in 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 a more specific way like you said yeah it's cool to to be following a specific team because it's like a part of uh for for the mexican league it's pretty much every week mm -hmm. for for the most part for most of the year so every week there's a little something to look forward to and it could be on a different day different hour but it's always there you know you you're always gonna see them again you're gonna look forward to it you might be upset if they lose uh, you're definitely gonna be very happy when they win but no matter what, you're always looking forward to the next time you see them. That's awesome, and and that really speaks true to you as a, a fan, and I respect that a lot. I mean, it's you know, ride or die, and just you know, with with all that being said, do you use Club America in FIFA uh, games? Like, is that your favorite team to play in FIFA games? Yeah, it's uh, it's the only team I play. As you know, <laughs> you know oh. how I always Pikachu, always yeah. roller in Splatoon. <laughs> yeah, so same thing. I was gonna say it's the Pikachu of <laughs> yeah. FIFA. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and you know, going to football, like, what were the experiences you've had in playing FIFA? Like, it, um, have you tried uh, Pro Evolution Soccer or you just FIFA? Right? Like, how do you like? What were some of your 
best memory is playing FIFA. That has to be FIFA 06 on the GameCube. Oh, um, back then, I was getting each FIFA game pretty much every year. And 06 was, I believe, the first one that had the full Mexican League in it. Uh, Ooh, at nice. first, there, there, there were only a couple of teams that made it before, but then 06 had them all. And I was so into it, you know, at, to the point that that was all I was playing. And oh, dang. Honestly, that could happen again if I really get into a FIFA game. Um, you know, especially nowadays, that they have so... They're so involved and there's always like a roster update whenever something happens in real life. You know, FIFA puts it in the game right away. You have the new kits, the new team player so it's it's pretty cool to stay on top of it in the game itself but the thing that happens to me is you know i get so into it and that's all i'm playing and i actually had to watch less soccer in real life because oh, i wasn't wow. playing as many games as i as i want to um i used to be watching about three matches every weekend i, I kind of limited back to just one uh, mm-hmm. which is for my team and once in a while i watch another one but yeah, I, I can get really into things. <laughs> yeah, it, it just reminds me of how you played Rocket League, where you would just wake up 3 in the morning and <laughs> you just start playing Rocket League. Would you exhibit the same behavior in FIFA? I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if you do, because, I mean, FIFA is an awesome series for sure. Yeah, definitely. The cool thing about FIFA that it kind of puts it above your traditional video game experience is that it merges two of my hobbies. You know, it, it, it's a video game, but it's it's soccer, which is another great passion of mine. So when something does that, it's definitely special, and you kind of have to watch it because it can take over everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and as people may or may not know, you know, football is a religion. Like, it, like especially, mm-hmm. it's a way of life. Like, a lot of countries, I mean, almost, I think most countries value football in that way and it's it's amazing like just i i remember my first experience with playing uh my first real soccer game was uh 2010 fifa world cup because we were getting to fifa world cup at the time and oh, like nice. my housemates were so into it and man like i got so into it like i i bought actually bought a replica japan jersey <laughs> i was like good because <laughs> i want it because for me like uh it's a it's it's a bit of a pride too because like as an Asian person, I wanted to see an Asian team like just go far. Um, and right. there were two. There were South Korea and Japan. And then, uh, even though they didn't make it that far in the 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 2010 World Cup, like I was so proud of both teams. And there were so many fans, and I just wanted to get into it too. And and yeah, I did. I well, I, granted, I did get a USA jersey later on. I believe the one or two years after. Uh, but yeah, I man. It's, and I got into playing the game, and like I wanted to get really good, so I got FIFA 11, and I got someone to where. Um, so that was that was probably the one game where I spent at least 600, 700 hours on it. Like just, my God, like I had my own like career pro, and I scanned <laughs> my face. You know, I, I I think I literally just took a picture of my face, uh, and then I I forgot how I did, it, but then I had it, you know scan on their web, their FIFA website and download mm-hmm. it into the system and then just yeah it was so cool I'm like oh, yo wow. that's me <laughs> and I I remember the first team I played as I was the LA Galaxy I'm like hell yeah man nice. you know attacking midfielder man number 10 <laughs> Kevin said you know I was so hyped and I just got into it I played season after season and I even got a chance to go 
to the Premier League. I forgot which team. I think it, was, it must have been either Everton or um, I think it was Everton. It was it was, oh, nice. it was really cool. <laughs> it was either, okay, it was either Everton or Aston Villa. One of those. But it was so nice to just you know feel feel like you're a part of the game and and, and yeah. getting you know notice as a player and just you know transfer to a different club and just oh this is awesome and <laughs> um I got pretty competitive with the game too for sure you know I played against a lot of randoms and I I've mentioned this before in a very very pr- like episode like a episode a while back you mm-hmm. know just I there were a lot of people that used Barcelona and Real Madrid I'm like man why do they keep doing that oh like, that's right that's right and Manchester United or Man U, and I'm like, oh god, stop, <laughs> stop using all the superpower teams, man. Yeah. Like for me, I had this thing where all the the superpower teams, they like Barcelona, Real Madrid, you know, Man U. They use like it's like five stars out of five. But for me, I would right. Galaxy. I think it's three or three and a half out of five. I'm like, and then there was times where I would beat those kind of teams, and they either just like rage quit or it was they just quit <laughs> through the game. And I'm like, yo, I'll take that two one victory. Hell yeah! yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I would have. I would imagine you had the same mentality with Club America, right? Like you exactly. just wanted to beat you wanted to beat the bleep out of those teams, like yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, and then ah oh, god, it was it was really cool. Uh I and then I would play other iterations of FIFA later on, uh like 12, 13, 14, and 15, but uh FIFA eleven, especially with my housemates, my college housemates at the time, like we just got into it and like, you know, Controllers were thrown up in the air and down. <laughs> I, they they were not thrown at anybody, but I you know there were controllers thrown up in the air and down because we wanted some sort of way to <laughs> release <laughs> our emotions if you know someone gets red carded or like you know there was a thing that happened in the game that shouldn't have happened or you know in my eyes. Uh, so it's <laughs> it, it gets very very intense and uh, you know that's the beauty of the sport. Like you know you. Whether you win or lose, like it's always a very fun time, and yeah, just I. It was interesting because, like, and and I just want to say to everyone listening, I know this is a video game podcast, but uh, this de- definitely does tie into you know soccer or football does tie into you know the video game culture because uh, because of FIFA 11 and 2010 World Cup uh, or FIFA World Cup, like mm-hmm. I started getting more into the Premier League and look and just. Literally going on Wikipedia and going through every single team and just reading bits of the history and like the players, the current players, and uh, some of the news and stuff, and and like it just got me more into the video games. Like you know, I go back and forth with like you know reading Wikipedia and even like the Premier League website and just stuff that's going on, and then back and forth, and then uh, you know, I just it was just it was at a time where I didn't really pay as much attention to you know the NBA or the National Basketball Association, which is a very very prominent um, uh, sport. To watch in the states and, mm-hmm. and in the other parts of the world, but yeah, it, it just video games, information about soccer, back and forth, back and forth. I mean, it just I, oh nice. I, I couldn't stop playing FIFA. Yeah. Man. I was like, yo, this is like dope. <laughs> um, and then I did learn about the Mexican league too. You know, there's like teams I've never heard b- before, like Pachuca, and if I don't know if I'm saying that right, yeah, um, and <laughs> and Chivas de Guadalajara, and just all these. It, I I can't comprehend at the time how many. Like te- like s- clubs that are out there with you know different divisions and different countries who support their clubs like through thick and thin, thin. like mm-hmm. you know that is that is that quality is very admirable and I think just having that dedication it's very relatable even as a video gamer where you know there's certain games that we latch onto like 
or like or series like what is final fantasy or uh you know dragon quest <laughs> rpgs or like you know even like <laughs> the super mario kart or the mario kart series um you know that's sort of like like because for us like playing these video games it's, it's a it's a religion it's a way of life and i think there's so many elements between uh soccer or football and video games that just come hand in hand so um yeah what do you think Serge? like that's that's actually pretty cool because you so I'm I'm thinking that Pokemon is sort of like a soccer team that is always yes. losing but you're always <laughs> you're still rooting for them. Yeah, that's right. Oh man. It's always losing. <laughs> well, I guess that depends on, you know, what what where <laughs> on the losing part. I mean <laughs> I mean, losing fans or like losing like. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good point because you know you you always see these lifelong friends of yours that you grew up with playing Pokemon games, and then you just see them dropping like flies. Like, oh, you know, I stopped playing in X and Y. Oh, well, I stopped in Sun and Moon, and, and you keep going, and you're like, well, am, am I gonna drop at some point? But no, I, I don't feel like I am. I don't know about you. <laughs> you know, you know, I I gotta be honest, man, I. I've said a lot of stuff about Pokemon, but I still, <laughs> I still <laughs> embrace the series, even though I gave a very low score. Uh, I gave a six out of ten last week for Pokemon, but I'm still rooting for Pokemon too, man. You know, <laughs> oh, I, why am I saying that? I, I'm saying it. I'm saying it. I'm not taking it back. You know, uh, Daryl probably has some things to say about what I'm gonna say, but yeah, I, I am still Team Pokemon. <laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> now, if I were to get the the third version in the Gen 8 series, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, <laughs> but I, I definitely still want to keep up with the series. And, I mean, you know, Pokemon is a, a soccer team that I want. I will always root for. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, so you heard it here first. I mean, you know, but <laughs> maybe it's because it's just the two of us. So I'm more <laughs> <laughs> No, but anyway, um, any last thoughts about soccer games and just – yeah, and just general. Like, what what do you think? Anything else? Or? There, there's one part that's bittersweet about it, and it, it, we can kind of connect it to an, a, another topic that we have for this week. Is that, mm-hmm. you know, personally, my heart is with Nintendo, even though I I do have the other consoles. And the sad part about FIFA is that Nintendo hardly ever actually. I don't think it ever really has gotten the full FIFA experience. It's been yeah. close, you know. When the Switch came out, it was even closer. It's usually when a uh, when a new system comes out. Like even the Wii U had a fairly decent FIFA game, but I think it only got the one uh, at launch. But <laughs> the one <laughs> we're still waiting, you know, for the full, complete, quote unquote, next gen treatment to FIFA on a Nintendo system. And and as a Nintendo fan. I know, I, I mean, I have the other systems. I know I could play the games on the other systems, but I want the full experience on the Switch. I want the full experience on the Nintendo system. And I don't want to say never, but knowing EA and, and the relationship with Nintendo, man, I don't know if that's ever really going to happen. Yeah, and I share the same sentiments with you. You know, when the first FIFA game came out on the Switch, it didn't have the journey mode, you know, with Alex Hunter. Yeah. And I was so disappointed. I'm like, man, like, how could you leave that out? I mean, yeah, it's cool to play FIFA in general, but I mean, I want to have that experience on the Switch too. That's why I did not get FIFA on the Switch mm-hmm. for that one iteration. I think, was it FIFA 18 or FIFA 17? Yeah, 18, that's right. 18. Yeah, so, dang it, come on, guys. 
and girls like come on man like, <laughs> ah, you can't i can't forgive them I, you know uh well okay let me take that back I, there must have been some you know some software limitations to it but i mean still like there had to be a way, you know, I mean, because I want to be like Alex Hunter, you know, as a youngster and going through the, the Premier League and stuff. And right. Yeah. Uh, but like like you said, like, it, it just seemed like the Switch was always getting the, uh, I guess, the, the not the best. They didn't, weren't getting the best version of the game. And yeah. it's like, come on, guys, like, you got to, there's got to be a way. And, you know, I is it, how how is it for FIFA 20? Is the comparison, like... It, has the gap been closer now? As I mean, has it tightened the gap between the Switch and the other platforms like Xbox and PlayStation? Like, what 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 is it like right now? Not really, because so FIFA 20 on the Switch is now considered the, I believe they call it Legacy Edition, which is basically oh. taking the the game from last year, adding the new players, changing the kits, and that's it. And you know, the, at least lame. the Switch got two. Uh, regular FIFA games that were in Legacy but yeah starting with 2020 it's the Legacy Edition and I guess what I'm thinking is that it's gonna take a lot of successful Nintendo systems like the Switch for EA to realize well let's just give them the full treatment from the get-go and for the whole generation you know because the Switch is doing really well it did really well I'm sure EA realized that so it better (laughs) <laughs> yeah right and hopefully nintendo continues with the success and ea continues to realize it and eventually things are a little more balanced yeah here's the hoping you hear that ea y'all got to football that's right football fans who want to see you know that that best version on the switch come on yeah come on now ah <laughs> dang it okay well that's that's all we have for that <laughs> but um yeah i mean just football games in general just been like I can tell it's been a big part of your life. It has been for me as well. And uh yeah, it's Football Manager twenty twenty touch, you know. I think it's forty dollars on the eShop right now. Uh if you want to do the behind the scenes stuff as a football manager and if you don't really need to be part of the action in a football game, whether like in terms of just controlling the player on the field. You don't need to do that. Football Manager 2020 Touch is the way to go. So, all right. And, you know, Sergio, you've touched upon this earlier uh, with Sony and Microsoft. So I guess we can go into that side topic. Yeah. So yes. um, we'll start with you. You know, what what can Nintendo learn from Microsoft? What What do you wish that Nintendo can learn from Microsoft? Yeah. So I have three things, and I think they're pretty pretty agreeable. Uh the first, I don't, I don't know if I don't really have them in order, but the 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 one that I have listed first is definitely a better online experience. Yes, um, as you know, we with the Nintendo Switch, most of us, or at least the ones that do, we started paying for the online service. It's it's very, it's a very reasonable price, uh, twenty dollars a year, um, m- maybe less if you do like a family account that you can share. You know, but this was the beginning of something that Nintendo fans weren't used to. We knew that Microsoft and Sony players had to pay for online. It used to be $50. I believe nowadays it's $60 per year. But now that Nintendo has started and we're paying and we're seeing the online service that Nintendo games have, something like Pokemon, 
that it's a little bit like Luster, uh, to be honest. You know, it makes yeah. you think since we're paying, you know, we should be getting something better or have a different, like a tier, an upper tier. Maybe you pay more, but you get a better online connection. You get uh, the ideal servers for the best connection, the best online experience, things like that. Mm. Um, I think it's optional. It, it should be optional for the Nintendo players because, like I said, we're not really used to that. It's it's fairly new to us. But I feel like Nintendo should start, you know, the, the Switch is the first entry uh, in, for Nintendo into uh, paid online. So I feel like it's just going to get better over time. And honestly, out of the three systems, I think Microsoft does it the best. So I think if they're going to learn from one of the other two, it's probably best if it's Microsoft. You know, I, I, I have to agree. <laughs> I mean, Sony has a good <laughs> online system too, but I definitely think Microsoft does it better. Um, so I know Sony, don't <laughs> blame me for facts, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that's a good point. And yeah, yeah, I mean, I have to say the same for Sony, like with Sony, I think Nintendo could borrow a couple of things from Sony as well with the online infrastructure. Um, I mean, they just got it. And especially with like giving, uh, I know that giving isn't like just like the whole PlayStation plus thing, you know, Mm. granted Nintendo has their own thing of, you know, with the NES Online, SNES Online, it's really awesome. Okay, we, we were able to play old games like, and people can say, well, what about the Virtual Console, Kevin? Yeah, yeah, I'm hearing you. Yeah, <laughs> that, 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 that is a viable option. Um, and with SNES Online and NES Online, that has been the spiritual successor of Virtual Console, but I think that they can take a note from Sony and be able to, you know, offer, you know, like one or two indie games per month. Uh, yeah. Just to, you know, and, and for free, as long as you have the, you know, you paid Nintendo Switch Online. Right. Because uh, mm-hmm. for PlayStation Plus, especially when you got PS4, you know, you're you're getting like sometimes AAA games for free. Like, I think yeah. it's like one or two yeah. uh, games where it's like a AAA game and an indie game for free just for that month. And, you know, as long as you download it and you, and you still maintain that, you know, PlayStation Plus subscription, you know, you're good to go. You can... It's in your digital library for for a long time, so yeah, that's one thing. Uh, I'm gonna go back to you, Serge. What was the what were some other things that you wish uh, Nintendo can take from Microsoft? This one is probably my favorite out of the ones that I have listed, and it's basically the connectivity between their systems. As you yes. know, Microsoft has the Windows PC side as well as the Xbox, and lately a lot of their games are. They even promote it as, you know, buy it once and you have it on both. And yeah, that's right. That's pretty cool, especially knowing how good Microsoft is with the online and like carrying over your save file from the console to the Windows PC or maybe even your Windows tablet or if you wanted to play mobile. Basically, just keeping mm-hmm. the games connected between the systems. Nintendo does this in a cool way. It's pretty... It works well if you if you can manage it. Uh, like if you have multiple switches, you can have the same account and you can play the same game as long as one of the systems is online. Only one, not both. But right. I feel like, you know, this is the, again, this is the first time that Nintendo has done something like this. So I feel like eventually it's going to get even better. And let's say Nintendo had another portable 
the 4DS or what have you. And it would be very nice if it also connected with the Switch. If there were a couple of games that you could buy for one and you could be you would be able to play on both. If they could learn that or at least sort of mimic that from Microsoft, that would be a pretty cool thing. Absolutely. And as you mentioned, we have to realize that this is Nintendo's first foray into the whole you know, online thing. And it, it's, it's pretty tough with just... I mean, I'm sure there's like a lot of stuff they're learning from it, and especially with right. like being able to play, you know, with like one account with multiple switches, like that is another new thing too. Um, I, you know, that was one of the things that kind of deterred me from getting the Switch Lite, uh, even though I have 17. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I don't. I don't have any Switch Lights. I know there's been a running joke <laughs> in the Discord community <laughs> with you know me getting Switch Lights. I, I talked about it for a long time, but um, y- yeah, I mean it's. I honestly, if they were to nail that out of the park, like being able to have one account across multiple switches, like that, I mean, this this light will sell even more. Like I don't even mm-hmm. know. Like, just, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't. But I'm sure there's definitely legitimate reasons why they don't do that. You know, because uh, it 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 is a loss of money on Nintendo's part if you're able to, because people can take advantage of that, right? Like if yeah. you if you have yeah. one account for multiple switches, like oh okay, just you know play this, just everyone can just share and stuff. And yeah. Then, that gets into like, you know, you know, dis- digital distribution rights and stuff like that. Like it, it, it can get pretty tricky. And so, I think in that in that area, it this, the sort of laws that go with you know playing games digitally and and be, you know having you know one account for multiple switches, it can be very dicey. So yeah, uh, I but I I think that Nintendo is smart enough to find a, a the right balance, the right medium for this. So let's here's the hoping. Yeah. Um, for me, I just have one more, uh, one thing that, and this is my favorite too. The one thing that I, I really wish Nintendo could do that I can learn from Sony is have its own convention. Now, granted, Sony doesn't do this anymore as of late, but what I loved about Sony is that they host something called PSX, which is the PlayStation experience. It's like their own, uh, expo, their own you know, convent, just their own events where they just showcase Sony games. And I thought it was amazing. Like, I went for at least a couple years, and each time I went, you know, I still have the water bottle that I, I still drink <laughs> off of, like, every day. Oh, wow. Like, it, it, it's like, it has, you know, the four symbols, you know, you got the triangle, you got the square, the X, and the circle, like, and it's like this this nice, you know, this nice travel mug and it's just it's awesome and like that's the first thing you get when you you know get your your badge like and and even beyond that like you get to meet developers you get to I, i've talked about this before i met tim schaefer twice you know once in each you know once per year and there was a chance you could have met could meet hideo kojima which was near impossible because i mean everybody wants to meet him um you know and i met the uncharted crew and and like just the focus of just having one platform's worth of games is incredible. And, you know, mm. I know we have, like, E3, we have PAX, you know, West, North, uh, no, no, sorry, we don't have, do we have West? Oh, yeah, we have, yeah, PAX yes. West, mm-hmm. PAX, uh, PAX South, and PAX East. I don't know if we have a PAX North, but if we don't, we should. Uh, and so, <laughs> there's all, there's these, and, and Tokyo Game Show, and, like, there's different events that hold, hold all, you know, three the biggest platforms, Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, but mm-hmm. when you have Sony with PSX, like 
it it's just focused on one platform and there's so much you can do and i feel like you get more out of it uh for your own personal experiences like you get really good swag you can you have more game time with you have more time with playing games there and then you can actually meet developers because it's such a it's because the, the the focus is a lot smaller than just having all three platforms in one yeah. you know setting yeah so and, and I'm really sad that Sony doesn't do this anymore since I think 2018 or 2017 and mm. uh, or I think it's 2018 yeah they haven't done it since then and I'm just so sad about that because it is a really awesome event and if Nintendo could do their own like expo experience thing like mm-hmm. that would be incredible like that would elevate and heighten the the fandom just the you know just our love for Nintendo games and there's so much they can do and Nintendo y'all gotta hear me out man do that bleep like, <laughs> I, I think it'll be awesome and uh, and I'm sure you y'all can do a really great job maybe better than PSX I'm saying right now yeah I, I think you can <laughs> I mean yo like just the switch, the, the movement. Ah, I, I struggling with to say words now. So I don't know what you think, Serge. Yeah, no, no, definitely. And you know what? I can kind of see the Sony ones coming back next year because you yeah. know they definitely want to be promoting the PS5. So hell yeah, here's hoping in you know whether it whether it's Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, or all three of them, as long if they do these type of um, expos or or events. I just ask that it's everywhere because, you know, so yeah. if Nintendo decides to do one and it's going to be like, oh, it's only in Japan, then, I mean, that's cool. We still get news. We still get videos and, and photos and everything, but we want to go. So just have it in as many places as you can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they could do like a like a Nintendo World Tour and like maybe each month, you know, oh, they could have man. like in yeah. You, wouldn't that be great? Uh, yeah. yeah. Ideas, ideas right here now. I mean, like, <laughs> I'm getting, I'm, I'm like out of my seat right now. <laughs> I'm kind of excited. <laughs> so, you know, just imagine once a month you have the Nintendo World Tour. They go into different countries and like, I mean, obviously there's like at least 200 countries in the world, and there's just so. I mean, you can't hit all of them, but I mean, just hit 12, at least 12, and then you know, be able to. Uh, just showcase the games and, and 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 you know have like live like like indie showcases or live directs like wouldn't yeah. that be oh my goodness man Nintendo if you take this idea man you know royalties right here I'm just saying it right now I'm not even <laughs> I, I, I I I'm not even being arrogant about it. like this is this is this is it like we got we're we're an idea machine right here and um you know it's I just that would be great. Ah, uh, twelve. Can you imagine twelve times a year? Oh man, Holy shit. crazy. <laughs> yeah, like, ah, uh, man, and, and and there's gonna be a lot of money involved, right? Like, you're gonna be selling tickets, like hotcakes, and it's yeah. just like, uh, yeah, I mean, the, it, it, oh, I don't, I don't, even, I can't speak words <laughs> now. I can't. So, anyway, nice. <laughs> well. I do have one last thing that I wish Nintendo could sort of mimic or learn from Microsoft. But the funny thing is, I don't really want this. <laughs> oh, no. And what is it? I don't know if there's a lot of people that would want this. But the thing is, I don't I don't see why they don't. Basically, I want Nintendo to be more multimedia diverse. To have more yeah. entertainment options, you know. The easiest uh, option or answer to that, you know, why is Netflix not on the Switch? 
boom. I, 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 you know what? I think of that every now and then too. Like, <laughs> you know, for me, Netflix is one of the most used apps I have. I mean, like, I, I, I gotta tell you, I, I love like some of the food shows there. Uh, like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm gonna just do a shameless plug. <laughs> Breakfast, lunch, and dinner by David Chang. Uh, David Chang, one of the the world's most renowned chefs. Uh, he also he also has another show called Um Ugly Delicious. Uh, please watch those shows. They're awesome. Uh, they are not just food shows. They talk about the history of certain foods, the culture. Okay, so yeah, I wish they had <laughs> Netflix too. Well, they have YouTube. Well, I, I yeah. I'll, let me give you that. Yeah. Which is good, right? Uh, yeah. But but they should have more. I know they should have more multimedia apps. I think it would in- just increase the scope of their audience uh, because sometimes you know maybe you don't want to play a video game. I'm saying that in the video game podcast. You know, you, you know. I mean, I say that after you play like maybe five hours. You know, just shortly after, you, you want to take a break from five hours of playing video games, and you want to, I don't know, watch some YouTube or watch like a stand-up comedy on Netflix. Boom, right there. Yeah. Or you want to watch go Hulu or Crunchyroll or I'm sure they have Crunchyroll. Right? I mean, they they have some apps, yeah. but yeah. Uh, but you're asking for them to have more and have it more uh, uh, streamlined and seamless, right? I mean, that's uh, the answer point. Yeah, yeah, that, that's it, definitely. And like I said, I don't want that. I, I'm very happy with the Switch being a dedicated right. gaming system, and I think most people are. I understand that. But it just doesn't make sense to me why they wouldn't do things like that. Multimedia, Netflix, Twitch, uh, so many others that are not there. And yeah. It, you know, I, I know there's a lot of, everyone has a lot of devices now that can do all those things. So we don't really need them. But at the same time, I guess my biggest question is, why not? Why doesn't the Switch have these uh, apps or streaming media options when Nintendo doesn't have to make them? They can focus on making the games, which they're doing a pretty good job at that. And their developers are too, their developing teams. So just let the third parties put out the apps that they want. I'm sure Netflix wants to be on the Switch, but I don't know what the logistics are as to why they're not, you know, and if Nintendo is holding back that kind of stuff, um, I guess it would be nice to know the reasoning, but to me, it kind of just doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't. And I mean, you know, from a business standpoint, from uh, even from just a, a fan standpoint, I mean, it's all there. Like, there's a lot of money to be made. With, with doing that and here's another thing too like um like what if nintendo got its own like like you know mixer mixer's been getting pretty popular right like yeah mm-hmm. uh i know one of my very own shout out to dr panda yeah phd you know he is part of mixer right now so yeah. he's been doing very well with that um what if nintendo got its own streaming platform integrate into the switch and then it and then like you have like an update on the the switch platform where you're able to start streaming on your switch you know because then now you have to what use elgato that the or just there's elgato right. there's like different kind of streaming um uh you know products that you have to use in order to get the ideals you know streaming uh experience to you know be able to stream with your fans and stuff or friends like just imagine having like a mixer version for the nintendo switch i mean like that is a one that's one multimedia app that would would just be great because you know for playstation 4 uh, you're able to stream right off the bat. Like yeah. you're, you, yep. you integrate with Twitch, um, and you know, boom! Like you, you're able to just start 
streaming really quickly. So um, if they can have an easier way to stream, and and, and maybe it is fairly easy now, but like this would just be the icing on the cake. So yeah, yeah. And one last thing I wanted to mention about that because, like I mentioned, I know Nintendo is focused on gaming, and I want them to stay like that, and most of us do, but. All of these multimedia applications and features that they would be completely optional if we don't want to use them we right. don't have to my question like my question mark in my head is why aren't they there <laughs> i i i would think that it's a maybe there's some politics involved and there's just the the direction that they're trying to go with like they want to focus more on just video gaming in general and maybe they're afraid mm -hmm. that if they were to go through you know, considering multimedia options, it would sacrifice the quality that they have on the Switch being a video game platform first. So I think that might be why. Um, hmm. I don't yeah, blame maybe them. like like the image of the Switch, right? Yeah, yeah. Because like when you think of the Switch, you think of the way you like the way you can play video games, yeah. like different ways to play. You know. I think if they were to incorporate multimedia, I mean, then it just gets very confused. Like, oh, okay, so it's a video game like console but you can there's different ways to watch i mean we already have that with tablets and tvs <laughs> yeah. and stuff right so uh i i think that's what they're that might have been a topic and conversation that they had and so i don't blame them for not moving forward with other multimedia options and i think that's why you and i know that's why you didn't want you don't want it because you want the switch to be focused as a video game platform first right. and that's mm -hmm. and that's fully um Understandable. I I am in the same boat, um, but I did want to play Devil's Advocate for a little bit earlier. I'm like, oh, you know, maybe there's a version of Mixer. <laughs> I don't know, but anyway, or even Netflix. So, okay, whoo, boy, wow, that that's that's quite a doozy. So <laughs> we got that, and man, just with with all the video games that we played, what are some games that you have cherished? Cherish Sergio uh, during Christmas times year after year. The biggest one is the one I'm cherishing right now. <laughs> it's Pokemon. Oh, yo, <laughs> yo, great answer. <laughs> yeah, like to me, Pokemon and Winter go together. If there is, if there's no Pokemon game, uh, like a new one or a spinoff, uh, I mean, it's Winter in name, but I don't really feel like it's Winter. It doesn't feel uh... like it to me. It doesn't feel like the year is complete without a, a pokemon game like i said even the spin-offs i just i need my yearly dose <laughs> yeah dude that that's dope uh i mean for me i do have the, the uh times where i did play pokemon during the christmas times but really really it's the rpgs like i remember uh when xenoblade chronicles 2 came out uh around i think it was early december 2017 uh i was on that for a, a long time and i just it was it was just a great introduction for me to the series, and I really did. A, now, granted, I'm uh, I'm not done with the game yet, but I, I did appreciate the times I had with it uh, during that month. Um, and then there were previous times where I would play, you know, like Final Fantasy Nine or Eight, like during the those respective Christmas times. Um, just an RPG, just to get me going. Like, <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah. So that's cool. Um, there was one game that I really did that I really did cherish. My my favorite one was probably Golden Sun, the first one, uh, oh, because nice. it was during the Christmas time, and I was on my on a trip with my family to Taiwan. I think it was one of those times I went, and then 
uh, it was actually the, the time when I was playing on, you know, during the airplane flight, and I lost my save file. Oh my god, oh. <laughs> it was so bad. I, even I know it's a bad memory, but like it was right when I saved at the the waterline house. I saved while I was saving. It turned off, and it was because I r- ran out of battery, and then the save file got corrupted. And I was like, oh, no. no. I know. <laughs> but then uh, I just meant – but, you know, honestly, playing through, getting back to that point wasn't as terrible mm. as, as I thought it was going to be because, like, I, you know, I was able to relive <laughs> the same experience nice. again. But <laughs> but knowing what I could do better in the second, you know, playthrough uh, – well, playthrough is in, you know – because the first one was unfortunate, right. yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was that was quite an experience. But I still cherish the game. I love Golden Sun, all two of them. I mean, it's just amazing. <laughs> so, um, fine, maybe the third. So great. With that, with that being said, you know we <sighs> there's a lot of video games. Obviously, I mean, you have a backlog. I have a backlog. I, I just bought. Two more games earlier today. <laughs> so it's like, my God. <laughs> oh, man. I, you know, for those who don't know, I just bought uh, Gris and Katana Zero earlier, oh, earlier today. Oh, nice. And I was like, man, I got to get it. You know, one, uh, so one of our, our Discord community friends, the awesome, the one and only G.I. Jungle, you know, He's a big advocate for Gris. Right. Talks about it all the time. And yeah, I just bit, pulled the trigger and bought the game. And and I know you played Katana Zero, right? You played it. Yes. And Dragon played it. I'm like, okay. So shout out to you too. I mean, I know you're here, but I just say shout out anyway. But, <laughs> uh, you know. Oh, and no, right. Shout out to the GI Joe, obviously, from earlier. So shout out to you too for, you know, for Katana Zero. So I'm into it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just finished downloading the game earlier, and yeah, gonna gonna play both hand in hand. I think Dragon said should play Katana Zero first, and then and then Gris. So I'm like, all right. And nice. I think Shy Guy mentioned that uh, Gris is a masterpiece. Uh, oh yeah, which, she's a big fan. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And GI Joe agreed, or one of them said. It. I think they yeah. both said. It. So. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. sure yeah, they, they both agree with that. <laughs> they both agree. Yeah. I mean, that's the point. I mean, you know, it's it's a masterpiece i got i gotta just experience it so um so those are two on my back in my backlog busting thing like this is part of this backlog busting thing mm-hmm. and what about you like what games do you want to finish oh man well this is this is interesting because right now i'm pretty good i'm playing shield and then i'm gonna play shield again and then i'm gonna play sword <laughs> again <laughs> And this is this is all true. I, I have Wait, a I have a plan have, already. <laughs> you have sword too? Yep, yep. <laughs> oh man, does that mean I'm gonna get it too? I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, no, I'm I'm kidding. I, I don't know if I can <laughs> Oh my god. Yo. Um okay, so Yeah, so I I'm busy for a while, but the thing is I'm I'm kinda planning for because you know Animal Crossing is coming out in March, right? And that's gonna take over everything, even Pokemon. So yeah, pretty there much. Are, there are a couple of games that I want to play before that. In oh man, March is gonna be crazy because uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake comes out in March three, and then 
You have you have seventeen days to finish that. <laughs> well, I wish that was the plan, but yeah. Ori two got delayed from February to March. I think it's oh, March ten. <laughs> damn. Okay. Well, you just have to corner yourself and then wake up at three in the morning every day and that's play. <laughs> that's the Pro- thing. So I have like a week to finish each game, and the last time I kind of well, I, I pretty much did rush a game because I, I kind of had to was at Luigi's Mansion 3 uh, for our Game of the Month review. But you know what? The cool thing about that was that I realized that I can play a lot of a game if I really put my heart into it, if I kind of force myself to do it. And I mean, while I did force myself, it was fun. I, I loved every second of that game, like, like I mentioned. Mm. So I can play a game for like five hours a day. If I can do that for those two games before Animal Crossing... I think I'll be fine. So I'm kind of planning for a future log, not really a backlog. It's more like a front log, <laughs> if that makes a sense. front log, yeah, yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> that that makes sense to me. I mean, yeah, <laughs> front log. <laughs> oh, but I do, I'm thinking of playing the Dragon Ball Z Kakarot game at yeah. next month. I might have to squeeze that in somewhere. Dang, I mean, yo, Dragon Ball love, man. That's, that's dope. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I've, I've considered playing one of the Dragon Ball games. I mean, the last Dragon Ball game I played was um, the it was on the GBA. Uh, it wasn't. It was oh. first was Dragon. Do you know what I'm talking about? The it was where you're like you're pretty much like Goku. It, it was pretty much for the cell games. Oh, um, gotcha! It's like a a retelling of the the early arcs, right? In the series. Yes. Yes. Oh, so there's nice. the so there's one where you go from you know where you you. Or somewhere if you haven't watched Dragon Ball Z, but uh, you you go from you know fighting Raditz to uh, fighting Frieza at the very end, and then the the next game is you fight the uh, the androids, and then you then you mm. beat Cell at the very last moment as a uh, Gohan. So um, man, it's yeah. So but I've heard a lot about the fighting games themselves in Dragon Ball Z. Like, is that the one you're talking about with Kakarot? Is that is it the fighting video game series, or is it more like a well, the the fighting one is out on the Switch. It's been out for a little bit. The, the one, um, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, it's pretty much a retelling of all the arcs from Dragon oh, Ball sweet. Z. Unfortunately, it's not on the Switch. It's just Xbox, PS4, and PC. Yeah, so as a non-Nintendo drum podcast, you know, we, we endorse <laughs> all... You know all the other games, right? You know, I mean, if you want to get back, you want to start playing Uncharted for the first time, you should. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, no. Okay, back back to the show. We we I have to say though, you know, I do appreciate the fact that you you do consider you know other games on the platforms that you really want to play. I've I have too, but I've just been so bad with like, I still have Uncharted, you know, Lost Legacy sitting on my table, and I mm. just. But my PS4 has been collecting dust. I'm like, oh god, I need to just pick it up and play. And and but it's gonna take a while to update, right? Because there's so many updates since. The oh last yeah, time I played. <laughs> it's yeah. gonna take a while. But I know you're gonna be playing The Last of Us too, correct? You know what? No, no, oh. I'm kidding. I, no, 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 I'm kidding. Oh. I, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I, <laughs> I, I haven't decided because, like, as you know, as y'all may or may not know. The time I have for playing, even for one console, is just booked. Like yeah. the Switch is all I have right now. But if I'm gonna play on the PS4, I got pick and choose. Now I know. So one of our other friends in the Discord community, Cube, you know, he he did mention that he's waiting for me to play Persona Five. I do want to play Cube. I really do. But man, it's just like, oh, I know this sounds like a crappy excuse, but there's just so many games, and I'm just like trying to pick and choose what I want to play, and it's such a, it's such a dilemma. 
a daily dilemma that I have, and um, I okay, I, I I am going to make a commitment to be on back in the PS4. I have to get uh, PlayStation Plus again. Um, yeah. So. And then, you know, I already pre-ordered Final Fantasy VII Remake, man, so I'm on nice, so Nice, nice. Yeah, but with Animal Crossing 2, I don't know what to do. Ah, <laughs> gosh, I might as well just call myself, man. I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll have to see. I, I I cannot predict the future right now, but I do have Final Fantasy VII Remake pre-ordered and Animal Crossing New Horizons pre-ordered. I'm definitely playing Animal Crossing first. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'm. it's going to be great. And... Uh, I really, well, actually, no, I can't play that first because it's coming out on the 20th. Okay, well, when it comes out on the 20th, yeah. You're dropping <laughs> everything. <laughs> Drop everything. You know, I'm excited, though. It's my first Animal Crossing game, so, nice. I, you know, yeah. Uh, man, and there's, like, other other games that I'm just struggling to, you know, <laughs> keep up with. But, yeah, uh, well, there you have it. Backlog busting, front log b- busting. I mean, there's just all kinds of... <laughs> Figuring out how to get through the logs, it's just, it's, it's a lot, so. Yeah. Uh, a never-ending problem. Well, problem sounds like a bad thing. It's a never-ending situation for us. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. honestly, like, at the end of the day, we're playing games, we're having fun. It's cool to challenge ourselves to to not have games in the backlog, the front log, whatever, but we're, we're playing the games, and we love them, so it's all good. <laughs> it's all good, yeah. Um, any last thoughts, Serge, before we jump out of here i think we covered everything we do have a couple of answers from our, our question from last week yes which was what is your single greatest moment or favorite memory that we've had so far with super smash brothers ultimate personally mine was our tournament the njp tournament that we had against the n64 oh, josh and yo, his crew i was gonna say the same thing oh nice God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, go ahead, hundred <laughs> percent. No, no, I mean it was it was really cool. One thing that really sticks out in my mind about that that moment, I, sort of on a whim, I I decided to because back then I was still playing as Pichu. I don't know why, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I kind of decided, you know what? I know in my heart that I do better as Pikachu. I just need to be a little bit more defensive, and since that moment. I I've stuck with Pikachu again, so it, it was kind of significant for me uh, on a personal level as well. But definitely having our crew fighting against N64, Josh and his crew, that was that has to be the best Smash moment of this year for me. Yeah, and I totally agree, two hundred and thirty-five percent, not one percent <laughs> less. Uh, and for those who may or may not know, Sergio is very good with using Pikachu. And Pichu, so you know it's got some street <laughs> cred right there. You know I've witnessed it, I've seen it, I played against him. You know with mixed results, so you know which is great because you know he he is uh you know Sergio is a very competitive uh, Pikachu Pichu player. So and yeah, I for me I'm a Ness guy. I love using Ness and. Nice. That was one of my moments too, where, I mean, it was it was streamed, right? Because I think yeah. N sixty four Josh was streaming, and so shout out to N sixty four Josh, really cool guy, and he was a, a special guest on our podcast too. Um, you know, just I mean, just very very cool to hang out with, and just he sh- shared a little bit of his story, and 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 I even bought his book too. Um, very good read so far. Oh, nice. And yeah, it's you know if you. 
you gotta listen to this podcast, okay? I'm just gonna put it out there. N64 Josh, man, and there's you know, Shell Shock also recorded. Uh, rec- he he streamed the tournament as well. So shout yeah. out to Shell Shock. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it it was a really awesome moment for sure. I mean, just playing the tournament and like I I got I man, I was a bit nervous too. I was like, man, like I'm playing with some pretty good people here. Yeah. And then they had another. I remember there was wave tsunami. There was another wave. That's right. Like, yeah. What? Yo. Okay. <laughs> Uh, now there was a wave battle between us. Unfortunately, I lost, but you know he had a really good Grand Ninja, uh, Grand Ninja, and, and yeah. you know he, and just, but honestly, I'm glad to be a part of the whole thing and just representing our community. And uh, you know, I, it was great. That was like Lester said, that was my favorite moment of of Smash. It's probably one of my top five favorite moments of video gaming ever. So, oh, nice. Yeah. So. And we do have a couple of answers from our listeners uh, for this quick question. So Cube said, my favorite thing about Smash Brothers this year was seeing people, especially here, getting to know franchises they haven't touched before. Having, uh, hearing Sergio apologize to Terry fans or seeing Decoy uh, genuinely enjoy Dragon Quest just makes me really happy. Now I just need Kevin to boot up the PlayStation <laughs> and play Persona 5 to That's complete right. the hat trick. Oh man, so he's calling me out for that. I, I mean, I guess I gotta get the game. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, that's one game that I really want to see on the streets. Here's hoping. Oh man, you know, I, I, I don't want to say this, but I may get on the PS4. I think <laughs> I, think I might have to. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's. I think they they discounted, right? I mean, it's. It, I, I'm pretty sure it will be. I believe there's like a retelling game coming out in March, so I'm sure the original is gonna go down in price. Oh, okay, sounds good. Cool. Uh, cool. And then what was our other response? We have one from Dapper Dan Man, and he said, "I'm mashing together the times I have been able to share this game with people who have never played a Smash game before, and just see how much everyone enjoys this. As the top one, I'm choosing when I played it with my niece and nephew for the first time." Nice, it's a it's a really good uh, family game, even though it's all about fighting. <laughs> and you know, but it is though because you know it's like family friendly fighting. Yeah, the, the three Fs. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, no, it, it is cool. I mean, just being able to play with family and stuff, and you know, you have that healthy competition. I mean, and it's all in fun, and um, and you get to learn about different characters and and just uh get to see how competitive your family members are. So. Yeah, especially if it's a niece and nephew. So, cool, nice, cool. So, and our last answer is by Dragon, and he says, "My favorite Smash memory is probably when the game launched. We were anticipating mm. it all so much, and when it finally came out, I remember just going online and co-oping teams against randoms with my sibling. Then later on, playing online free for alls with everyone here. Those were good times. Absolutely, and you know, I remember when." first got the game and just for the next like couple days or so like i just try to get all the characters yeah (laughs) go through man i mean uh yeah awesome cool and we do have a question for this week and it is as follows what nintendo world would you want to spend the winter at would it be hyrule would it be dreamland the mushroom kingdom what nintendo world or environment would you want to spend your winter at can we Include Pokemon worlds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh man, yo, there's too much Pokemon love here. <laughs> I gotta get my 
my my bitter side back. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, it's coming. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I I it's a bitter bittersweet thing for me. No. Anyway, uh <laughs> shout out to Pokemon. Shout out to Pokemon. Nice. Okay, cool. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. We're going to jump out of here. But you can keep the discussion going by chatting with us on our Discord group. The description for this episode has a link to our Discord if you would like to join. We are also on Twitter and on Instagram as Nintendo Jump, And we also have a Facebook group. Please send us any feedback you have at NintendoJumpPodcast at gmail.com. The best way to support this show is through our Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash NintendoJump or by leaving a review for the show in your favorite podcast application. We would really appreciate it. This is Sergio, and on behalf of Kevin and Daryl, thanks for listening. We hope you have a great week. Bye-bye. Okay. Nice. I, you know, I was listening to that earlier in the piano collections theme, and I know the the last measure measure or last bar was a little different from what I hung, but nice. bye, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Bye bye.